Dragon and a Pegasus. Talk football. What could definitely go right or wrong? Howdy, everybody. Hope that you had a fantastic call. Welcome to Furries and Football. Number 10, we have made it to the 10th edition of Furries and Football. I am Manny Jones, of course. I am joined today, once again, by my ever so wonderful co-host, Mr. Zeus Pegasus. Zeus, how are we feeling post-Halloween? It's <laughs> <laughs> time of the year, Manny. It really is. Here in Florida, I love it down here. Um, football is starting to reach its peak. Um, it's just a great time to be a sports fan, so let's do it, man. Let's do it. I mean, I'll say this, man. I am. I'm, I'm not happy about hauling myself. I sit outside in the freezing cold. I'm in my Azriel outfit, and we barely get any any trick or treaters. Is it the cold? I don't know. Listen, I'm I'm out. I'm outside for four hours because I'm built different. All right. I I, I will be giving out. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna take a different approach to today's episode. So much happened news-wise that uh, we have to pretty. We need to jump into this. We'll talk. We'll give some brief peeks at many of the NFL games, but for the most part, we're going to cover a lot of the news that has been transpiring because so much of it has been uh, going on this week, hasn't it, Zeus? Yeah, yeah. Just narratives continue to develop here, as well as the NFL continue to shock us, but. Um, yeah, go ahead and lay out these headlines for us. Okay, so the first one is, okay, Zeus, this scandal with Michigan, I gotta, <sighs> Zeus, you, do you remember Bishop Sycamore, the, the Bishop Sycamore scandal? Do, do you remember that at all, my, my, my guy? I could use a reminder, but go ahead. So Bishop Sycamore was a fake school, was a fake high school that got on national TV uh, and played against IMG Academy. A, a nationally accredited, like, massive powerhouse in, in, in college football. And I'll call it high school football. During the game, they found out that they, were, that they were they were a fake high school. A completely fake, made-up high school. This is turning into, this scandal with Michigan is turning into the Bishop Sycamore of college football. What I mean by that, things are changing, Zeus. Week by week. Now, here's the thing, Zeus. Okay, okay this, is, this is how crazier it gets. The last time I think I told you was that Connor Stallions, who was the assistant at the head of this, he was involved. He had been, like, paying people to go and scout other teams' sidelines, correct? Yeah. To watch their signs, correct? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so... I, this gets crazier, and I, I can't stop giggling about this, but... They have found pictures of a guy at a Central Michigan game, and I dropped the picture to you in 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 our in our lovely chat here. Uh, they yep. dropped, they found the picture of this 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 looking guy. It's like, huh? I wonder who that is. They listen, uh, listen. <laughs> they took a side by side, and listen. They they believe that people have beliefs believed. I should say. I'm, I I get too excited. Like, this is so crazy. They think that this is Connor Stallion in disguise. And so, and here's the mystery. You know who their opponent was? Michigan State. This, hey, hey. this guy full circle. This guy is wearing sunglasses at at night. So I can, so I can. He's wearing his sunglasses at night. He is wearing a badge that says visitor's bench that Central Michigan doesn't know how he got. 
um, which is for the general for the visiting bench area, definitely from a general sideline pass. But he's right next to coach. It is like right next to coaches and equipment staff, and they're trying to figure out who is this guy. And here's what makes it worse too. Not only is he in like shades, um, there's a light emanating. There's pictures of a light emanating from his camera, and they're saying Zeus that that is a glasses <laughs> that's recording film. <laughs> that is re it's recording film, Zeus, and. What makes it even a better? Light? A little. Are you talking about the little red thing on the bottom right corner of his glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's a there's like a blue or a white light coming from his glasses on some oh, pictures see I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it they, they claim it's like some kind of smart smart camera or in, in in his in his glasses. It's so crazy. And what makes it even worse is that they found video. They found video of 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 of, of this game. He is moving his head away from any camera he sees. Sus. Completely sus. Come so, on now. every... It, it is the wildest thing. It is the wildest thing that he is... Like, like, why is, like, he's trying to get, like, like he's trying to get away from everybody. I'll, I'll just, I'll give you another example. There's a video of during this game where a return is happening. Guy runs out of bounds. And you can see a staffer just start, like, putting his hat down and walking away. Ha! Man, video. It's not just people trying to fill in the blanks here. I mean, this is pretty damning. This is so bad. I, I, I... <laughs> He would be in disguise as a Central Michigan coach during a game. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. <laughs> come on, man. This, <laughs> this is breaking me. This is this is breaking me. It's just a calvoclated failure. This continues <sighs> to evolve in ways I just never. Well, I never once expected, and here we are. Uh, you know, like this, this has been going on for what a couple years now. I and th yeah, three seasons. They said it was going on that he had been doing it at thirty games, but they're saying, but they're showing it at this year. Like he's, he looks like him. He's wearing Central Michigan gear. He has Nike shoes on, which he's having to cover up. Huh? There's just so much like you know coincidences. You know, parenthesis, parenthesis, parenthesis. Now I'm not trying to go full on conspiracy theorist with my gut with my tinfoil hat on, Zeus. But what the fuck? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's gonna be Michigan this year. Like no matter what happens, um, even if they go to the college football playoff and win, um. Yeah, no one's really gonna care. Uh, this 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 uh, this whole scandal is just gonna taint the whole season at this point. Oh, it's bad for sure. Like even if even if they dare did like what if they win the playoff and all of a sudden you know they they win the national championship like, like it's going to be forever tainted and we're and, and if that happens it could be literally like here comes a, a guy win the national championship game and they're gonna have to remove the natty and it's like what the what what the and that's the update in the Michigan scandal. It is absolutely crazy what is going on.
I don't know what we're going to experience next week when we look through this. Why Why is it every week there's a new twist? When's, listen, Zeus, the 30 for 30 about this is going to be fucking awesome, bro. It's going to be awesome. The 30 for 30 that comes out about this like 10 well, years from now. We'll see because there's a lot of the fan base is like, ah, this is nothing. Uh, you're all you're all are just whistleblowers for no damn Bro, reason. So did, have you heard what, have you heard what Michigan's been some Michigans have been saying that like it, they have different earlobes that it can't. They're looking at the earlobes. Not the same earlobes. Fake <laughs> uh, <big> news. <laughs> It's fake news, okay? It's quite clear that Connor Stallions has fantastic earlobes. This guy here, low energy earlobe. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. But god dang it, that is the tale of what's happening. Z Zeus, what the hell's going on? I wish I knew. I but clearly, um, like I said in the last podcast, I think there's cheating that goes on at the high ranks. Like I'm sure Bama cheats yeah. a lot, Ohio State cheats a lot. It's just that they're not caught. And until there's actually some way, if the NCAA can pull the big boy pants and find a way to enforce it consistently, but they're not going to because they don't want to ruffle the big time feathers, then I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm kind of pessimistic. Like, you, you're you throwing a lot of crap evidence my way, but I just think this is just not going to end up going anywhere, at least to a point where all parties will be satisfied. You know, you hurt the brain, you hurt the brain of Michigan, you're really going to piss off a lot of your viewership. You know, exactly. you know what you made me think of? There was this uh, this this Georgia high school coach who got fired, and there was a recorded uh, recording of him talking about how like Georgia and Bama commits all these recruiting violations. I I'll link it to you at some point, but it was an old story a couple years ago. You might find it intriguing. Uh, but that is the that is the Central Michigan Michigan story because it what I don't understand this anymore. Uh, let's see. We got, that, that's Michigan. Now, we'll jump quickly into the NFL side of things because, Zeus, we had our first firing at the head coaching ranks this season. Right in week number eight. That's, Who is this unlucky person? Well, and I'm going to know you're going to love seeing another coach from this coaching tree fail. Josh McDaniels of the Las Vegas Raiders was let go. Of course, he was picked up in 2022, right after the Raiders had 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 been led to a wild card appearance under interim head coach Rich Bisacci after he after he took over after Gruden was fired. Uh, three and five this year. The, I'm, you know, I just want to say this, and I mean, you have your taste, of course, you're being a Finns fan, but I mean. Does anyone hire anyone from the from the Bill Belichick coaching tree? Because like, look at how bad of a tenure he had in yep, Las uh, Vegas, dude. Oh my god, nine and sixteen, so not even two full seasons, and yet fire at this point. Yeah, and here's the crazier thing, you know. Of course, his last, his first coaching job, he coached the Denver Broncos in two thousand and nine. He began the year six and zero. Oh. That. That's even crazy. He began his head coaching career 6-0, finished the year second in the AFC West, gets fired the next season, doesn't become be a head coach anywhere for the next 12 years, and then immediately suffers and fails. Oh, my God. Sometimes um, you're just not meant for the coaching role, and he clearly did not prove it. I'm um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Denver way, way, way back in what, 2009? That's yes, way, way, way back. Uh, they also fired their general manager, David Ziegler. Uh, I mean, it's the first team, of course, to fire the head coach. It's notable, but it, it it's, it's amazing to me how bad it got. Because if you think about it, Zeus, last year, you know, with Derek Carr and the guys their quarterback, they got Devontae Adams, his his old co- his old college teammate, and everyone's thinking this is gonna be great. And it quickly didn't turn out that way. David Carr was cut, and this year they've had a regularly injured Jimmy Garoppolo be at quarterback. They haven't been getting Devontae involved. They haven't been getting their main slot guy Hunter Renfro involved. Same with the Josh Jacobs, the the leading rusher for the past couple of seasons, if I'm not mistaken. So. It's bad. Uh, Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach for the Raiders, but no, their season, their season's been done. Like oh. they're not going anywhere. That that franchise already is just in shambles. And honestly, I don't think there has been any like good member of the coaching tree like outside of like Brian Flores. Yes, he didn't jive. He didn't <laughs> jive with. He did not jive with two in Miami, but I mean, he was overall pretty good, pretty good and solid coach that can probably win you some games. But I would agree. I would agree with you. Yeah, but McDaniel's just overrated. Like, he needed Belichick and other coaches to really make him good and ground him. And honestly, I think he's more of a product of being a perfect fit with Tom Brady, and that's it. Beyond that, doesn't know how to manage a team, cannot pick talent, cannot get the right people around Derek Carr um, when he was there, and just failure. Just a legacy of failure. That's what McDaniel's is going to be. Yeah, and I, I'll say this too: like the Belichick coaching tree is so unique. Like if you if you take a look at everyone now, I'm looking right now at the entire whoever has been an assistant coach under Belichick. The only guy that sticks out to me is Nick Saban. Nick Saban is still is the only successful guy in this tree because he's at least done well at the college level. You know, yeah, college. But college. Not the NFL. I, I'm not gonna start bringing up his Dolphins tenure with you, buddy. I, I would not Ugh. do that to you. I'm not gonna do that to you, buddy. Uh, but you look down, you got Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, I, I deserve that. I deserve that because I'm a dummy. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, I'm looking at the NFL side of things. You had Romeo Crennel, who had that 10-win year with the Browns, never got in the playoffs. Eric Mangini, who had a couple good years with the Jets, never could get anything going beyond that. Uh, Bill O'Brien. Good stuff with the Texans. Terrible GM at the end of his tenure. Matt Patricia. Great beard. Ugh. Terrible coach. Horrible. Oh. That kid, he cannot coach often to save his life. Dude. He's completely one-sided. That that too. That too. Uh, Jim Schwartz led the Detroit Lions to a 1-10 a win season back in 2011. So he's oh okay, but as the time went on, it just went... It went downhill after that for Jim Schwartz. Uh, Brian Flores, I agree with you. Like, is it? I think we'll. I think we'll get a chance to be a head coach elsewhere. Just wasn't meant to be in Miami. Joe yep. Judge was awful. Oh my goodness! I don't even want to get into Joe Judge right now. Uh, Brett Bielema, Bi- who's at Illinois, <clears throat> not a bad get there. And then you got Brian Dayball right now, who's at the Giants. Started off good, but it's starting to look mm-hmm. bad in in, in the Big he's Apple. Made some- He's made some boneheaded decisions. Oh, yeah. um, really took a lot of stock and some overvalued players and paying price. And then, of course, a couple of his players have become head coaches. That includes Mike Vrabel, who might be on the hot seat right now in Tennessee, and Kevin O'Connell, who is now the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. So it's like. Yeah, but 
Go on, you're well, saying? From right, Vrabel, I'll, I'll definitely defend him because he's had a string of good seasons. Yeah. It's just lately, um, it's really hard to win when you have Tannekill. Tannekill? Well. Yeah, Tannekill. Like, he just kills <laughs> momentum, man. Um, but, yeah, it's just so hard to win with them. They had their chance in the playoffs. They didn't have the enough talent, um, relied too much on Henry. So, he did, like, he coached up a lot of no-name players. Um, and some of the players that left the Titans, like, look, look at them on the Eagles. Just absolutely studs. Like, yeah. he's a... I, I think outside of Flores, I, Vrabel is probably the next best thing as a coach. Yeah. Just, um, it's a sneaking ship right now in Tennessee, and you can only do so much to uh, keep it afloat. I just think it's so unique how Bill Belichick, with all the success he has had as a head coach, very few of his assistants have had that same success. Um, and the other thing, too, Zeus, you know, Vegas could have fired him last year after how bad that year went out. But you know why? Money. Money, money, money. They gave him a six-year contract to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, and Mark Davis just didn't have the money to fire him in, in, in 20, 2020-2022. So, hence why he came back, and it looked very, very bad. Uh, but that is, of course, the first firing in the NFL this year. We're sure there'll be more as the time goes on. I know, Zeus. You have been wanting to talk about this for a while. I mean, you know, it's not a podcast without you getting into your nights. Uh, you want to talk about UCF, buddy? Yeah, it's um, it's about that time. Gonna pull in friends, you right here. Uh, I'm here. I'm here because yeah, because uh, hate to say it, this season's over. Um, the mm-hmm. way you just waste momentum uh, from Saturday's wonderful game against. Oklahoma, which you had two weeks prepared for, and then you turn around and lay a goose egg at home. Um, this program, um, obviously, I don't think they're in complete dire straits. It's just a reality check that we just not were ready to compete this year. Um, the lines are trash. The defense cannot stop a nosebleed at the run game. And I, I can't you right now, like they're bottom five right now in the entire country when it comes to run defense. If you can run the ball on this team, there's just no way you could. Uh, stop anything else and the pass game's going to open up and you're just going to be out schemed every single game and it's just the same script that i'm tired of seeing this week so at this rate like um i'm convinced this team is not going to go to a bowl game um but at the very least um i do think they have enough pride to win against opponents at your level like you better beat cincinnati you better beat houston the other games i expect to lose because you're just not ready to compete against teams that have those rosters so it's just been a head scratching season for the for the Knights this year and first year in the Big Twelve. I, um, I the future, that. yeah, the future right now. I, I don't know. Um, obviously, you can't fire Malzahn over this. There's no reason to. You gotta let the you gotta let the recruits do their thing and see 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 things change. But I do think there's an immediate need for change at some of the coordinators, like special teams, defense. We gotta get some fresh blood in there because right now it's just not working. We we gotta get these players on board. Um. Or otherwise, 2024 is going to be a similar campaign. And I don't think this fan base, with all this hype going into the new conference, can afford two losing seasons in a row. Uh, I, I, I really don't want to see that happen. So, obviously, I'll keep watching the games. I'll keep rooting for the team. I'm not going to stop being a season uh, a season ticket holder. But, my goodness, um, things got to change. They got. I, I need to see something. Yeah. I need to see if this team cares to finish off the year and at least get a 5-7. and seven. Like I'm at that point where it's like five and seven would just be good enough. Show me that you care that you are able to beat opponents at your level, and then I'll be 
quote unquote happy for this. You know, I feel I feel your pain, man. You know, you, you you get in with a lot of excitement. You know, you transition into the Big Twelve. You're very very excited. And like I think I, I think I told you this a couple podcasts ago. This is gonna be the year where y'all took your licks and y'all learned what you could do better. I think there's one thing your 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 knights really gotta work on. Your your turnovers are a massive issue, and I mean. I, did, I, I was looking into the, the numbers for UCF this year. Ten of the Knights' 14 turnovers this year have occurred when you are knocking on the door to score. And that includes yep, three. Mistakes. Yeah, that mm-hmm. includes three inside the, the opponent's 30. So it's like it, it's, you, you just can't have that and win games. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is just the over-reliance on Gus trusting Jarmice Plumley. Just unfortunately just not a good fit for the UCF offense and really became a hamper uh, to our game. And a lot of fans, that's why we're, they're questioning the future of the program. It's like, well, if if JRP was such a big flop by Gus, who, you know, campaigned for him for two years, what's the next quarterback going to look like? What's he going to grab? Um, are we going to see more of the same? Just people that we can't rely on. People that cannot – people that place quarterback second or just athletic first. Like, we, we, we don't know. And it's it's a valid concern. Um, if, you, if you swing him and fail the land a quarterback – next year um his seat's gonna warm up very very quickly and i hate to do that because ucf we want to try to avoid the fate of other power five pro- programs where we're just constantly turning out coaches we don't want to get to that state yeah like i, I believe gus can turn it around but he's got to show it i i'm not gonna believe it until i see it and um i thought he would have two years to do that but i think because of the way the season's turning out uh buddy you got one year turned around like you the clock's starting to tick it's starting to take over here. Yeah, it's – I mean, I would say he, the hot seat's starting to get hot for him. And, you know, I will say this. I mean, I watched a bit of your the West Virginia game. One of those picks, I will say, was not – So bad. It, one of those picks I did see was like – it just didn't look like it was John Reese's fault. Like, he, he threw it to his man, and it, like, it, bounced. The, it bounced. And I'll admit – that's one of the crazier picks I see. Just to describe it to the audience, he throws it down to the right sideline. Guy, his receiver jumps up for it, bounces like right off his leg, right into the guy, and to the point where the broadcaster legit got an FCC fine for saying, "What a fucking interception!" It's like, you're gonna get an FCC fine for that, buddy. But no, man, I, I feel your pain. I, I feel your pain, man. It's you know you. You gotta get your legacy, man, and that's just that's unfortunately just how it is this year, man. It's uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean obviously programs we could be the Florida Gators of the world. <laughs> we could be <laughs> South Florida. We could be the Miami Hurricanes who's having turmoil at QB two and just disappointment despite great recruiting classes. So we're in we're still in a good place. It's just okay. I I me and the rest of the fan base, we're just so ready to just move on to next season and put this in a rear view mirror. We want to get in fresh blood. We want to start competing. And I hate checking out on the season, man. But at this point, I, I, I just kind of have to do it. Kind of have to do it. I, dude, I'm at that point too. I will say this, you know, I, I while you were talking, I did take a look at the 24/7 Sports. Take a look at the uh, commits thus far for uh, for UCF. I mean, you all y'all got some good talent coming in. A couple of four-star guys like Rick Darius oh, yeah. Farmer. Uh, Frankie Arthur, Walt Claire Flynn Jr., Kua Birdsong. Commits. commits that's, correct. Si- that's correct. That's we correct. Gotta, we got to sign them in December, so Oof. December's going to be the next big month. Like, where everyone's going to uh, 
possible playoffs and championship talk. Like we're over here trying to get ink to paper. That's what we're trying to do. While we talk about college football, why don't we're going to take a look really quick at the CFP ranking, which came out for the first time, Zeus. How do you like these college football playoff rankings? Well, I'm taking a look at them right now, and frankly, I'm not surprised. It's just um, a lot of narratives and clear bias to uh, Blue Bloods, um, as expected for the CFP here. As evidence on... Ohio State being number one. Why? You don't like that? I, I disagree with it. Like, um, I think Ohio State, yeah, they, they shut down some good teams. Uh, but they're still a fluke uh, a fluke play from being, you know, 7-1. And they've looked shaky in some games um, uh, this year. Georgia, um, until someone beats them, they should be the consensus number one, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, just a minor swap. I mean, hell, I, I even put Florida State about Michigan right now. Um, but right now, um, I, I think the number one for Ohio State is kind of undeserved. And it's just, they're just there just in case Michigan beats them. So they have an excuse to fall number four and still make the playoff. That's how I feel about this right now. Like, if, if, if things play out as is, Ohio State basically has a free pass into the playoff because they can lose to Michigan and they should have enough of a case um, to make the playoff despite. Because right now, um, Outside of the Pac-12 teams, um, a Big 12 champ is shaking to make it right now. Um, mm. Since I think Texas right now is at number, I want to say seven. That is correct. They are at number seven right behind Oregon in the college football rankings. Yeah, and Oklahoma took a huge tumble off losing to Kansas. Dude. <laughs> which is un- unfortunate. Um, but, hey, uh, they look shaky against UCF, and now they, they lose on the road. So it is a deserved ranking. Um. Mm, so we'll see how it shakes out. But right now, um, yes, it's business as usual. Nothing's really surprising me about these rankings. Yeah, the bias is clear here for the blue bloods and nothing else. I'm nothing you know, surprising. The top four, I think, makes sense to me in a way. Like yeah. from from four to two, though, like Florida State, Michigan, and Georgia. I think you know, and Ohio State. I I don't really know. I mean, I could. So the argument that that they said, and this was from Boo Corrigan, the chair of the committee, he said he specifically cited the win against Penn State, the win at Notre Dame, the win at Wisconsin, and quote, they're provo- they're proving they can do it at home. They're proving they can do it on the road. I mean, I'll give them the Penn State game. I'm just not going to forgive Ohio State for the Notre Dame game. Um, I that that's a game they really should have lost and. They're just lucky that they're not 7-1 right now and not in the top four. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not too mad about this. I mean, I can understand the argument that they're making, but it's also like like that game could have gone either way. That that yep. game could have gone either way. Uh, elsewhere to look at on these playoff rankings right now as it stands, because this is the last year of the four team, right now as it stands, it would be Washington and Oregon, the two teams looking out. Uh, also 7-1. Uh, Bama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Penn State, Mizzou. That's surprising. Louisville. You also have a new seven and one in Tulane at the t- at the twenty fourth. Um, I, there's something missing from this, Zeus. Oh, James Madison isn't even on here. <laughs> well, they, they're ineligible for the oh, they, playoff. They they no? hating. They hating. They hating <laughs> Zeus. They hating. Hey hey hey. Hey, NCAA, what are you doing, hating? Stop hating! Stop hating! 
<laughs> I, I still, I'm not going to get over that. But, like, dude, they're in the top 23, the top 25. They're 23rd in the AP poll. They're not even in. They're going to they're gonna keep them out. And that's, that is so frustrating. That is so frustrating. Besides the you want point, to, Yes, you want even. You want to know what's even more disrespectful? Yes, yeah, sure. Look at Air Force. 17 oh. AP poll, 25 here in the CFP. And they're below Tulane, who has one loss. Who did I'd be pissed if I was Air Force. Who did Tulane? Absolutely pissed. Well, it looks like Tulane lost to Ole Miss, a ranked team, which makes sense. But here's what gets weirder, too. Oklahoma State's ranked higher than Air Force. OK State suffered a terrible loss to South Alabama where they lost 33-7. to What the fuck are they See, doing there? I, this, this is what I mean with the CB playoff. A lot of this is just eye tests. They don't really take a lot of the other calculations up to up to snuff. And it's like, oh, well, they beat Kansas, who beat Oklahoma. So, yep, they deserve to be ranked higher. Look, I'm serious, shaking my head. One of these days, I'm going to I'm gonna be in charge of this. And I'm going to say, all right, we're going to rank these teams by how close their stadium is to a Taco Bell. That's how we're settling this shit. All right. Come on in, NIU. You're the closest to a Taco Bell. You're getting in the playoffs. Sorry, Bama. You're you're too far from a Taco Bell. You ain't getting in. Uh, disclaimer: We're not sponsored, by the way. We're not sponsored, but uh, just want to make that clear. That I'm also, is um, one. Go on. Also, a little myth. One more thing. I'm sure. sorry. I'm going to keep bitching about this. No, you're sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Bama above Oklahoma. Hard disagree. Come on. You yeah, don't Oklahoma like that. Lost. No, I don't like that. Oklahoma lost on the road. Great. Alabama lost home against a Texas team. That's above them. Um, I would value a road loss much less than a home loss. So from that logic, and Oklahoma has the better offense than Bama right now, they should be ahead of Bama. But, hey, that's 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 the SEC bias right there working against them. Well, Even they're, they're, they're going to be future SEC teams, yeah, but come on. Come on now. We will see what happens. Of course, Bama's got LSU this week. That should be a damn good game. We'll see what they got. That game is all the that game is always pretty damn close. We're going to transition now into mm-hmm. the National Football League, where it was a big day, Zeus. It was, of course, the trade deadline, which was at 4 p.m. Uh, yesterday. Did were you were you taking a look at what was going on all throughout the NFL last night? Last night? Yesterday. Sorry, yesterday. Yesterday was the 4 p.m. Uh, 4 p.m. was the, the deadline. The deadline. Yes, Let's sir. Go. Yes, sir. Uh, the big one, though. These are the big ones that people became, be, got noticed by, of course. Some teams didn't do much, but the big ones were the commanders were dealing at the deadline. They dealt. First, they dealt Montez Sweat to the Bears for a That's... 2024 second. And then, and then they dealt Chase Young. So they dealt both of their top Defensive ends, Montez sweats the Bears, and then Chase Young for a third to the Niners? That's a steal. Bro. That is highway robbery by the Niners. And that's got a lot of fans up in Tizzy, but like, what were you thinking, Washington, to let go of one of your first round picks? I think they got him like, what, number one, number two? Second overall pick a couple years ago. And you only get a third back for him. Great. Good job, management. I thought Dan Snyder left to avoid his bonehead decision. What was this? <laughs> I, a third round pick. I don't. That's, I don't that's know. Pathetic. I don't. Like, it's it, you know. I always find it intriguing when like we see these trades and then people will like show their screenshots from Madden where they try and do the same trade, but it would never work. 
Um, now, I, both of now the thing is though, man, the Niners have been really, really dealing for all these damn pass rushers earlier in the deadline. Um, you know, they they paid Nick Bosa big time. You know, they paid Nick Bosa big time this year, and then they also traded for Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. Yes, a uh, linebacker from the Broncos. Broncos got a 2024 sixth, uh, and a tw- and the Niners got Gregory and a 2024 seventh. So like, Randy Gregory was a decent was a was a veteran pass rusher, solid solid player. Had a five year seventy million dollar deal. Of course, they they are just loaded because you, now you have Bosa, you have Bosa, you got Cleland Farrell, Randy Gregory, you got Chase Young. What in the hell is they do? Are they doing in San Francisco? Uh, they're they're tired of losing in the big Ooh. game. They want to make sure they got enough depth to uh, survive the playoff run. And injuries have indeed hurt them on this uh, three-game losing streak. Um, so yeah, they're just loading up. Um, they, they're the ones making the moves. They're the ones um, trying to win now, and I can't blame them for that. So. Yeah, the Niners definitely got a lot scarier. Um, I know Seattle fans are definitely up in turmoil about it. Yeah. Eh, well, uh, what can you do? Um, but there wasn't that many trades, honestly, overall at the deadline. It was kind of quiet yeah. outside those two big ones. A little bit quiet. The other one was Rasul Douglas. The Bills getting Rasul Douglas from the Packers. Not a good trade for the Packers. Rasul Douglas, a clutch cornerback late. Uh, he's been great in Green Bay. D- Bay. Packers fans were not liking that, though. Your team earlier in this m- in the past month acquired a player I'm a very knowledgeable about, Chase Claypool. <laughs> Wait, he's on the team? I haven't seen him being used the, yet. <laughs> no, no, no. They have not. Uh, Chase Claypool, of course, was sent from the Bears to the to, to the Dolphins. B- Dolphins got Chase in a 2025 seventh. Bears got 25-5-6. I just want to say, Bears, thank you for the second for Claypool. Now, I'll tell you this right now from Claypool, man, from my experience. good. He's got insane talent, but he is terrible. He has had bad work ethic in the past couple of seasons. Bad. To the point where he's been a healthy scratch. He's going he's gonna to need a lot of coaching. Yeah. Uh, he's going to need a lot of coaching. I don't think it's – if, if he turns it around – won't be a bad trade if, if he turns it around it won't be a bad trade but like he has got to get it going other trade uh i took note of uh was the titans dealing kevin bayard for to the eagles for terrell edmonds good good safety uh Miko hardman returning to the kansas city chiefs after a brief stint with the jets van jefferson to the atlanta falcons and J.C. Jackson returning to New England. I just want to say, too, what is it with these crazy, like, low draft picks? Because, like, you know, Zeus, Chase Young was a the second overall pick three years ago. And he only got traded for a third? What is going on? Um, Depreciation. Like, sometimes um, teams are dead desperate to sell that. They don't want to deal with the cap hit anymore, so they just want to get rid of them at basically whoever gets the first offering. And I think that's kind of a common practice in the NFL. That's how we got Chase Claypool in Miami for rather really cheap. Yeah, um, and it's, it's a it's a low risk too. Like, okay, well, if it doesn't turn out, if he doesn't 
become uh, any skill player on the team, then no worry, no foul. We just move on, and we're still pretty stacked at position. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, um, I'm actually surprised that the Dolphins didn't go after any, at least a line or linebacker death. Um, yeah, I know we have the bye week coming up, and we're getting healthy because I'm reading a commentary by mm -hmm. Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel, and that eh, they just get the usual stick. Yeah, we're pretty confident in our staff. Like we're getting healthy, so we're not gonna pull the trigger. Like we want. I think they're trying to think long term. That I feel that in case they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they're yeah. just gonna um, have enough trade material and ability to get out of contracts to retool the roster and still be strong for another couple of years. So, yeah, I I rather I rather be quiet than be overly aggressive at the trade deadline unless you have a clear path of going all in. Uh, that or makes sense. Something. Yeah, so I'm not too upset about it. I was hoping we'd get someone regardless, but eh. I feel that. Um, I understand. I, I totally understand why they didn't go after anybody. Yeah. Um, last notable trade, uh, I'm gonna, I want to put, put, bring up on, there's a course made that went on, but Josh Dobbs, who, uh, was the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals earlier this year, was traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins was suffered a torn Achilles. He is out for the year. They will start Jaron Hall this week, but they decided to acquire the, the current aerospace engineer, Joshua Dobbs will be going to Minnesota, and if he balls out like he has played well for the Cardinals, he could be finding himself a new job next. And let's hope for the best. I like I like seeing a former Steeler backup get his opportunity to play. So good on him. Good on him. Yeah, I hope he does well. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, man. He's played. He's not played that bad. All right, Zeus. I'm going to summarize my thoughts about the Pittsburgh Steelers in the sim in the in the simple thing. Yep, you called it, I called it, but go ahead. Matt Canada is not a good offensive coordinator. Don't lie. Minka Fitzpatrick is hurt. I want to cry. Kenny Pickett got hurt. I want to die. I am in pain. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> Thank you. I was, that was my. A, that, that was a good rhyme. <laughs> yeah, I was my best poetry. Pittsburgh Steelers, man. You know, okay. I'm thankful we didn't get destroyed. All right, because like when we've ever replayed any team that's been good this year, like the Texans, like the Niners, we got our asses kicked. Oh my God! I just want to point this out that we forced to pick off Trevor Lawrence. We forced two more fumbles off the Jack of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you guys only scored 10 points. I'm, I, I. Now, I thought if you win a turnover battle, you should be very damn close to winning. Not just avoid a blowout. That's pretty sad. And, you know, there were some bad calls. Deontay Johnson wants to bitch about they were offsides on the field goal at the end of the half. It's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You can't score more than 10 points. You can't win a fucking game. Stop bitching about officials and actually play good offense. Now, I've heard people, some people say that, you know, Manny, you know, Matt Canada is, is actually calling decent games. It's just the execution is shit. I mean, that's fair. I'm not going to say Kenny Pickett's played like he's Peyton Manning. He's, you know what I mean? He's not playing great, but goddamn, like, he... It's, a, it's not just one thing you can blame, you know what I mean? And I feel as though too often... Coaching staff in this with this team, they want to blame execution, and it's like, 
you can't just blame execution. You can't just do that. You just can't. How can this team only score 10 points yet we for and like they're a thing too i i, I want to get this off my chest real quick zeus i i want to i want to get this off my goddamn chest real quick yeah, all right uh -huh. all right all right all right mike tomlin god dang it he had this odd critique of the defense in the game uh against jacksonville and he legit said what what the fuck i gotta find what the hell he said what the hell did he say um it was something like this. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was something about that, like, they didn't do good. Def what was it? We were able to get some turnovers, but they weren't the type of turnovers that tee up the offense in terms of being on a short field. Um, although I do appreciate it. They kept the score down, but they weren't the type of ones that tee up the offense. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You think, yeah, how does it, how does a turnover not tee up the offense, eh? 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 I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And you know what makes it worse? They play the Titans next week. And I wouldn't have any concern. But they started that psychopath at quarterback in Will Levis. Who puts mayo in his coffee? Who the fuck does that, by the way? What? Oh, and he no. threw he threw for four touchdowns was an absolute to quote Pat McAfee dog was an absolute dog out there and how the fuck do you explain oh well we did they didn't tee up the offense oh that's not really advantageous like what 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 do you mean that's not advantageous I don't know what's gonna happen Pickett's down Fitzpatrick is down. I want to die. I want to die. Somehow this team is going to find some fucking way to finish 500 or more. And they're going to be like, oh, look at Mike Tomlin. Yay. Yay. Uh, Zeus, talk about the, the Dolphins. All right. All right. Uh, you had enough of the rant. I got you, man. Ah! Hey, have a hug. Okay. So, Dolphins versus Pets. In general, there's only one stat everyone needs to know about that game. My man Tua. Six... And O against the hoodie. Ooh. Mic drop. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah. But definitely this was a great bounce back game for the, for my fans. They're 4-0 at home. They're um, they're actually crushing bad teams at home. And that's the way you do it. Because if the next time someone bitches about the Dolphins' week schedule, I'm, I'm going to be like, well, you know, uh, the Bills just lost this team that um, we Dolphins just actually crushed at home and beat twice now. So I don't want to hear it. You play who's on your schedule. You beat the team you're supposed to beat, and that's what Miami's been doing. And they're getting healthy. Uh, they're they're getting in, they're getting grooved. Now they have another opportunity to prove that they belong with the elite. Um, we'll get to the game next week, but of course, the overall, very proud of my fans. They got it done. Defense, welcome back, Jalen Ramsey. Absolutely, you're gonna get uh, my respect over here. There you go. Uh -huh. Picking off, pick, pick on Matt Jones. Looking sweet. Absolutely shutting him down the left side of the field, and. Him and X, when they're healthy, like, this is going to be a defense that goes from being middling to actually pretty good. Good enough to probably go on the playoff run. So, I'm excited, man. They can stay on the field. They're absolutely going to make um, quarterbacks cry <laughs> come to secondary. So, okay. that's my hopes. I mean, 
team looks good. Six and two. Four don't home you mentioned. I'm amazed that Tua, that Pats just had not found a way to beat Tua. And I mean, they don't, Patriots just don't play good in Miami. Like they've had nope. their games, but like historically, even with Brady, even with Brady there, I've had those games where they just don't play good in Miami, man. Yep. Some bad juju down there, but I'll take it. I don't know what it is, man, but it's something. <laughs> it's something. Hey, there you go. Good win, man. Good win. I mean, team's looking good for you right now. I'm happy, I'm happy to see it. I'm I'm happy to see it for you, buddy. I, I do I do like seeing that. Other stuff that happened, of course, in the weekend. Uh, one thing that I took note of was Carolina outdueled uh, the Texans. Bryce Young got his first win over C.J. Stroud. Uh, it was an ugly game, of course. The Panthers won 15 to 13 over at Bank of America Stadium. But the big one, dude. Oh my god. The Broncos beat the Chiefs 24 to 9. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's do it. They finally rode. They finally. You know what's the best part, too, about this, Zeus? What? End of the game. When. They're playing Taylor's they're playing Shake It Off. Like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Roast their asses. Crown their asses, that everyone would say. Crown their Much ass. Much deserved because they've lost the same demon for like what, eight years in a row? Something like that? Yeah. Something insane like that, pre pandemic. They just have not found a way to beat Mahomes. And even the quarterbacks before Mahomes, they just cannot find the they cannot find a way. Yeah. So Good. It's cool seeing that, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, it's one thing, you know, that um, they've struggled a lot, of course, we, a lot we know in this beginning of the year, but it's good to see, you know, Brendan Perdue's going to be finally happy. He can glow it a little bit. And that's, I feel that when you, when you have a team that gets mocked endlessly and you finally get that moment, it's just beautiful. Uh, What else? I'm reminded that, Go on. I'm reminded that one moment in the movie Little Giants. They could beat us nine ever hundred times, but there's always that one time. That one time. Uh, that what one time? What other games uh, caught your eye last week, Zeus? Yep, the return of Joe Burrow because he just went into San Fran and absolutely smacked a four Niners team that's just finding themselves. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone fears the four Niners anymore, even with the acquisition of Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 not a good look. Yeah, I, I think they'll turn it around. I think they're so win a division but oof like if you're a forward Niners fan you're you're definitely starting to feel the pressure and you're wondering when they're gonna figure opponents out um because it's not looking good it's not looking good for them right now not at all but the Bengals, full circle yeah i think right now uh outside of the jaguars and chiefs they're the team to beat um they're a team to beat in the afc and i do not want to face them in the playoffs I... at least i don't want to go to cincinnati <laughs> and face them I'd rather have the one scene have him come to Miami. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. We touched up on this too earlier, but the Vikings won uh, last week, and um, they won 24-10 at what cost, however? Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirko tore his Achilles. He is out for the rest of the season. We mentioned this, of course. They are starting Jaron Hall, the rookie out of BYU, uh, for their next game. They did acquire Josh Dobbs, so we'll see how that works. Uh, one thing that I took note of, um, 
was the Lions uh, game. Jameer Gibbs with a great, great start. 152 yards rushing for Jameer Gibbs as the Lions win 26-14. Zeus, I forgot. I got a quick story for you about uh, the Daniels firing. Uh, There's a story that came out after this game, by the way. Do do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I guess McDaniels is known for going all out for Halloween. And he came to the facility dressed as Mark Davis. Davis thought it was funny. Now, Mark Davis loves P.F. Chang's. So he had a traditional P.F. Chang's, like, launch delivered to McDaniels to complete the look. So they're eating together. And Davis said, hey, read your fortune cookie. And it read, you're fired, hot shot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dude. That listen, Mark Davis gets it. That is something that his dad would do. That's something that Al Davis would do. I swear to God. I believe it. <laughs> uh, let's jump into uh, next week. Uh, I mentioned the Titans. This is a game on Thursday. I'm not the most excited about this, considering what Will Levis did last week. He made like mayo in his coffee, but God dang it, Levis looks damn good. Um, the problem is though, I don't know who they're starting. I believe, I don't think it's going to be pick. I don't know if Pickett's going to be starting. I don't want this team to fall 500 because then that means that they're going to keep Matt Canada again. So this is the weird, why must this team freaking hurt me? We have six titles and I should be happy, but this team is hurting me. This team is hurting me recency bias and you're tired of seeing the same narrative I'm, 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 it's natural i'm tired i just listen man i just don't like seeing the we are the iowa hawkeyes which is the funniest thing because we both wear the they both wear the same uni they they both do uh but um i hope i just hope it's good and i hope they can perform uh how do you feel it zeus dolphins got the chiefs in frankfurt germany we got some early morning football i'm pretty excited for the game although obviously i do have my hesitations um because whoever i'm still worried because the chiefs are a darling team is the nfl really gonna let them lose two in a row i hope that it's a fairly cold game first and foremost please please if i have to come back here next week and bitch about the refs again you're not the 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 the, our audience is not gonna be ready for that because i'm gonna be beyond pissed but secondly um the Chiefs, um, they're definitely very beatable. Um, I don't think I'm scared of their offense. Like, now that we have Jalen Ramsey and possibly X back and we're starting to get healthy at the right time, um, I think the Dolphins should come in. they got to have that swagger and just show and start shutting up some narratives. So a win against the Chiefs, this is the most important game of the season. They win this game. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the leg up, the inside lane for that one seed, or at least a higher seed than them coming towards the playoff time. So, um this this is gonna be this is gonna be our best chance to really turn the tables and get a nice sweet path to the Super Bowl. So please, Finns, please hype yourself up, show up for this game. Daniel, you do not need to be out coached this week. Like if your offense is not working, gotta figure it out, man. I believe in you. You're the genius. Go out there and get it done. I think they can get it done. I think third time's a charm. They should win this game. Well, you Let's heard do it. it. 
You heard it from Zeus here, ladies and gentlemen. It should be good. I'm really cool. that It's really cool if the NFL is actually going to Frankfurt, Germany. I think, if you know, I know that they like to do their thing in Europe, but uh, at the same time, you know, <clears throat> at the same time, I do think that Germany is a great place to expand. There's already a, a there, there already is the uh, German uh, American Football Leagues. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool that they're getting, they're playing some games in Germany. There's a really big following for American football. So I do like that they're getting games done in Germany. Um, anything this weekend besides that? Uh, you got the Eagles and the Cowboys should be good at the link. Bills and Bengals at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking else. Ravens, Seahawks, Battle the Birds in Baltimore. Anything that sticks out to you, buddy? Um, I'm curious about Monday Night Football, Chargers and Jets. It's a very um, season-turning game right here. The Chargers, they have to win because they cannot fall behind the wildcard race. The AFC is too stacked for them to get their fifth L now. And for the Jets, um, I mean, they're still in the division race. They're still um, in that wildcard hunt. So it's a hugely important game for both teams. Um, and we'll see when we get our picks. We'll see how I feel about that. Let's... So. Let's talk about our picks from last week. Zeus, you have finally finished above 500 in a week. Uh, you finished, Let's go! <laughs> and, I, and I know you have it, but you finished 2-1. and one. You got the Bengals and Jaguars games correctly. You are now 9-13. and 13. The Ravens pick was not correct, however. I, however, went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. The even split. Uh, the Jets beat the Giants by 3. However, it had to be more than 3. That's a push. Texans, of course, did not beat Carolina. And the Vikings, of course, even spread. They took care of business against the Packers, resulting in the Derg at this point being 10-11-2. I think we're getting better with this, I'd like to think. Yeah. The only way we're going to tell is if we can make uh, two good weeks in a row to balance out our two bad weeks. Let's hope, man. Let's hope. Uh, What's your first pick, buddy? First pick. Oh my goodness. There there's a lot of spreads I just don't like. There's a lot of teams I don't like this week. But I'm gonna reach into my pants and get and just bully. I'm gonna bully more people. More more bully this week? Yep, it's gonna be bullies who's part three because guess what? Panthers! I don't believe you. Yeah, you got your win at home, but the Colts are coming to town. They're way more talented than you. The stash is really gonna throw all over your pathetic defense. I have no faith in this Panthers team. I think the Panthers are going to come quickly back down to earth. The Colts take care of business on the road. Let's go. Oh, you heard it there. Wow, wow, and wow. I'm going to yep. go for no my... Mercy. No mercy. Uh, four teams, of course, I've mentioned on by the Niners, Jaguars, Lions, and the Broncos. They're going to ride that bye week, the Broncos. I'm going to take a peek. Uh, I, lo- I-, I don't know why. I love jumping into the NFC South. I love... I love jumping in the NFC South. Uh, they have a good row of games this week. Uh, I like I, I like I like going to Falcons games for some reason. Falcons take on the Vikings. Fun oh, fun yeah. team! I I they need to go back to that '90s look better, but more. But uh, Falcons and Vikings, four and a half spread against the Vikings. I think that's a fair spread. You know, Vikings are starting a good uh, rookie quarterback in his first start. They have a great assets for Jaron Hall and John Donsby steps in the game. But, you know, that defense, you know, they can get stuff going with what they got. And I think the Falcons also getting a guy like Van Jefferson. I think it'll be, they'll be able to cover that. Falcons, four and a half over those Vikings. 
Yeah, um, I think it's pretty smart because a brand new quarterback on the road is tough. I don't care who the opponent is, that is tough for any QB to win. So we'll oh, see how that goes. For sure. Uh, what you got next, buddy? Oh, man. I think I'm going to stick. Wait, what was my first game? It was Colts yep, and Panthers. Yep. Uh, I want to stick in the AFC kind of, but it's going to be AFC exclusive. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Sunday Night Football. Oh, you have the Bills and the Bengals right here. And the Bills have been shaky. They've mm-hmm. been really shaky these past four weeks. It's been a whole month of mediocre football. Um, the, the Buccaneers had a chance to win that game against the Bills late. And the Bengals are red hot. They are so smoking hot. And I think that's going to continue. The Bengals have something to prove. they got to stay pace. Um, and I think that, let's see, the spread is just two. So mm. I think if, yeah, um, I think they can cover that. I think, I mean, obviously I'm biased as a Bills fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as a Bills, as a Finns fan. Um, so I think the Bengals can get done at home here. Prime time. I trust Joe Burrow than I do um, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills are still banged up. So, yeah, give me the Bengals to cover. A pretty low spread and a very – it's going to be a classic game. It's going to be a very fun oh, game, yeah. but I think the Bengals get it done. I will take a look at our Monday night game, Jets and Chargers. Now, you know, I, you know, initially you'd think I'd go Chargers, but I'll be honest. The Jets are three and the Jets are the Jets have won three of their last five, and oh no, they've oh, and you know they they've those two losses against Kansas City and New England they've lost them close in games that have come down to the last play. I think as ugly as this team can be on offense, I don't. Zach Wilson doesn't really look like he's going to be a long term guy, even if rogers does come back i've heard rumors he might but if they keep giving the ball to Brees hall and garrett wilson they'll be just fine that defense though in new york i like what they are cooking the the favorite right now are the charters by three fair spread i think it will be the j-e-t-s jets 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 getting the win on monday night over the Chargers. I think it, I think they'll do. I think they can do it, dude. That the way that defense has been playing, uh, you know, you beat you beat the Eagles. You held the Eagles to fourteen. That's I'll, right. Ugly him against the Giants, but I think hey, they got a shot. They got a shot, you know. They do indeed have a shot. So, and, hmm. man, this this uh, this last pick is tough. I don't like any of these games here. None of them seem to be screaming at me to go and pick but mm-hmm. man do i do i really shit on the ravens again oh oh they're favored by five and a half i think they'll win the game but that's mm, it's mm, a very high spread cover. it's a high spread so i'm looking at that it's like do i pounce against i might add you know a you know seattle's five and two nothing the quiet five and two they're not too bad uh you know Geno Smith's not playing too bad. They just view the Ravens as the massive favorite. So I can understand the five-point fave, but it's also like Seattle's no slouch. Yeah, they haven't been blown out this year except that strange game at home against the Rams. That was uh, an aberration. And then they lost by four on the road against the Bengals. But the Bengals are the Bengals, and I think they're better than the Ravens right now. So, yep, I hate to do this. Raven fans are going to get up my case, but... I don't think they'll cover. I think this is going to be a much closer game. Um, give me the Seahawks to go in there Ooh. 
um, to absolutely hold on to their lead in the NFC West because they're going to have to. They need every game they can get. And this is a statement game. If they can go on the road and absolutely um, keep it close or just outright win against the Ravens. So, yeah, give me give me the sea turkeys to uh, cover turkeys. against. <laughs> oh, the sea turkeys, the sea turkeys. That's killing me. Yeah, give me the sea turkeys against um, outdated holiday uh, Raven. It's it's no longer Halloween. You have no more powers anymore. Uh, let's just go with the superstitious superstitious pick over here. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I'm gonna pick my final pick on it. Uh, what is gonna be an ugly game? Giants who are ugly right now, and the oh, and the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, they have a new head coach coming in. Um, after they fire McDaniels, I don't think there'll be anything crazy. But I think with their new head coach and Antonio Pierce. Now, I want to point this out too, my good friend. Antonio Pierce, who's the head coach right now. The Raiders. The Raiders have a game, if I'm not mistaken, on a week after this, on Monday night, against the Jets. So... Hmm. Hmm. Script writers, I see you, NFL script writers. Uh, besides that, uh, I think that'll be, you know, I think the Raiders will free a Josh McDaniel. I think they'll do something, man. I think they will ball out. So I say, Danny Derps will derp his way to this big fat L. And I say it's gonna be the Raiders covering by the two-point spread over. The New York football Giants. Uh, that's a tricky game because the Giants, yeah, their season's over, but they keep games pretty close. And they, and honestly, they should have won against the Jets last week, but they just dropped the ball at home. While the Raiders, I understand, they're at home. No more Josh McDaniels. So maybe they'll have that uh, first uh, new, new blood start, like they're motivated to play for a better coach. But we'll see. It's an interesting game. Oh, we'll see how the Raiders respond. Like, if, if they're the same old, then they just have more issues behind the coach. But if they get a spark and they look like the Raiders we thought they could be this year, wow, it's going to look bad on Josh McDaniels. Oh, <laughs> it, it's going to look hella, hella bad. That'll do it for us. Do you have any final thoughts, Zuso? Final thoughts? Um, Well, we're beyond the halfway point of fall and winter, so I'm embracing this wonderful weather here in Central Florida. And let's keep that hype. Um, and I hope that as we get colder, that my fins can prove that they can still play with cold weather teams. But we'll get we'll get there, man. Well, hey, it's gonna be a great week. I'm feeling it. Well, hey, if you need some warmth, you know I'm all the way up in Idaho, man. I have all the hand warmers. I don't know if they work on fins, but uh, we'll make something happen. That'll do it for us here on the Furries and Football Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again to our lovely podcast uh, for my partner mr ziz pegasus i am manny joe thank you once again for tuning in you can find us of course wherever you get your podcasts on google podcast iHeartMedia, player fm and now hot till next time we're out of here